Flooded, yeah, we've been, flooded. <laughs> we've been flooded with calls. Not that it was a podcast or anything. It's just getting a lot of calls recently. Complaints mainly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were just having a discussion off mic, as they say in the biz. Not that we would know mm-hmm. uh, about mics and stuff. Yeah, which just reminded me that we we were said we were going to like talk briefly because um, if you notice like a slight change in production value, hopefully. It's because we recently bought the same mic. Yeah. Uh, Samson Q2U. For anyone out there who's listening to us and being like, I can do what these two idiots are doing. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and Samson, uh, if they want to hear us and sponsor us with more equipment and a, yeah. and a space and a salary, that would be perfect. <laughs> That's all good. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll f- <laughs> we can find and be part of the podcast team over at Samson. Yeah. That's yeah. Sam- yeah. Not Samsung. Yeah. Wonder if they have any bother with that. <laughs> yeah, actually, true enough. Yeah, it's I suppose people should know it's S A M S O N, not S U N G. So yeah, <laughs> so we're not chatting about the the phones or anything here. But yeah, they're just little um dynamic USB mics that are pretty reasonably priced and uh, sound pretty good yeah, and pretty. Definitely noticed that when I was edited in the last episode, like sounded. Could hear the difference, like yeah, well, that's good. Well, it makes sense because like now we're gonna and I had less level. work to do too. Yeah, <laughs> well, that, that's good then. <laughs> like I could have just done pretty much nothing to be honest, because mm-hmm. I loaded up and I was like, "That sounds pretty good." Yeah, that's <laughs> but, good. Th- th- yeah, I'm supposed to just take out all all the dead air, the occasional. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I think there's probably less of that happening these days too. Uh, well, it makes sense. Excuse- we're getting more used to it. We still can interrupt yeah. each other every once in a while, though. <laughs> that's always gonna happen. I think that's mainly Discord. Yeah. <laughs> in person, it's probably easier. It's really, yeah, it's weird listening back because I'm like, this isn't how this conversation went. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> is it like Discord records the lag that I don't hear? The screen. All, all right, yeah. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, and I have to like make sense of it because we're like talking over each other because that's how we heard it at the time. It's weird. Yeah, didn't know that. That's the that's the joys of just being a co-host here. Don't see any of that shit. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah. yeah. So how have you been? It's been two weeks. This yeah. is a new schedule we're gonna try and stick to. Yeah, on my early to late shift, give me. I've been pretty, yeah. pretty good because I've had a longer weekend this weekend, so got some shit done, some good stuff. I got some good stuff from last weekend as well, just like writing and reading and stuff. Finally kind of getting back into the habit of doing that. I've made myself a limit mm-hmm. now. I'm not allowed to like watch TV until after six o'clock every evening, which means yeah. on my late shift, I can't watch TV beforehand. And on my early shift, when I come back, I have like, I have to do stuff. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that like if you kind of starve yourself from those, maybe we talked about this last time, I can't remember. Mm. But if you kind of starve yourself from those, like really, um, like really 
entertaining things. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I did talk about this at some point. Like if I um say if I put on YouTube or something and watch a video, it's really hard for me to like come away from that and like do some writing or something. Yeah. Where, like if I like, if I watch TV, readings out the window for ages. Yeah. You can't it's like it's too too satisfying. Or it's like yeah. too entertaining and you can't go back because it's like a step down. Okay, Even though okay. it, like, reading can reading can be just as satisfying, but I think and I think too like the the thing that like today even it took me a while to like work up. I was like I want to do some writing, but I couldn't like find like like just working up to it because I was just I stepped in a bit longer and my routine was a bit off and everything. Yeah. But then like I, I was like, you know what the the thing that's going to inspire me to actually sit down and write the most is if I read. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like. Every every so often, I would like take a wee break and do some reading, and then like I just kept doing that, and I was like, okay, I'm ready. And I ended up writing, even though it was a struggle to get started. I'd, and I was like, when I sat down, I was like, I don't think I'm going to actually write anything good right now, to be honest. But then I actually was pretty happy with what I came up with in the end. So, oh, that's good. Yeah, mm. yeah, I've been writing like roughly a page, page every day, a page a, a page a day. That's past, great. Like, since, yeah. It's a good like kind of goal to have. Yeah, it's been very. What is it? Who can't remember who that writer was? Yeah. They said if you write a page, if you write, very if you write a page a day, then you have a three hundred and sixty-five length book at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It really takes a. Uh, it like and at first you think it's not, and then like after like three days, you're like, geez, it's actually something some good shit here. Yeah, yeah, I actually did a lot. Like I think last weekend, which is where I did most of it, and then. Yeah. Was it on? I was on early shift this week, so it was easy when I came home. I think Monday. I think I like did some stuff on Sunday night, and I kind of left it for like a day. And then I read the stuff whenever I came home. I mean, because I've got this kind of like workspace set up now, because I set it up nice, and I finally kind of had like I have a comfortable place, mm-hmm. but it's constantly going to be kind of set up. Like I can just always have my laptop here and stuff, so it's easier to just kind of always have that there. Because nice. then I've got a lot of books and stuff beside it too, just to kind of have it there. So it's easier for me to kind of go in and just leave the. Let's leave the notepad open that I write in and just leave the pen on the page so I can just pick up wherever it went off. Yeah. Wrote some other stuff and then I wrote that short story that I sent uh, yeah. you as well. And yeah, I just uh, um, read that a few minutes mm-hmm. ago. It's a bit, bit different bit out there. Say the word I and March too much in it. No, it's cool. Say I the like word it. I and March too much in it, which is it's also called I March. So it's you know why. <laughs> I don't know. I thought, it, I thought it suited the rhythm of it, and like, I th- I li- I kind of like those like that style in a short story too. It's almost like poetry or something where it like just yeah, that's what it's, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of going sort of for that because I was kind of there was there was there is even like a one kind of draft which is me trying a lot more to be kind of mo- more poetic, but I felt like I was just kind of forcing it. You know that kind of where it's like ah, I'm not really like liking this. Yeah, so I kind of prefer just to kind of. You know, I was trying to almost make it like a poem, and I was like, it's not a poem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I thought to... Um, yeah, there was only like one I had I only had one note and it's like really uh yeah. That's fair enough. specific and picky. Yeah. It's an <laughs> on entirely... my end, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's like literally a word. <laughs> Can I guess which word? Sure. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I can guess which word now. <laughs> it's probably impossible. I'm going to say intrinsic. I think I used that in it. I was kind of, I was like, is that the right? 
I, I, I was kind of looking at that actually because you wrote yeah. in, intrinsic, yeah, and, kinda, yeah, and I was like, I kind of uh, like that, and I was like, but I like how this sounds. <laughs> I think it means the same thing. Like, it yeah, just kind of, yeah, it's kind of like one or the other. Are they not opposites? If it's intrinsic, you don't have to learn it. Hmm, now I'm getting confused. I did actually look it up too. Like that's the thing because I remember looking it up to be like, <laughs> I know this. But it kind of works. Like I was like, are they not opposites? But then I was like, it kind of makes sense too in a weird way. <laughs> if they are opposite, it's like the weird. It kind of adds yeah. to the weird mystery of everything. It's like, is it? Is it like? Um, is it my? Um, what's the is word? It my natural or my learned? Because it's actually it belongs naturally. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, it's like. Is it? Uh, did I learn is to do this, happened? or, or I'm? It's like, am I learning from? The fact that I'm doing it, or I, yeah, I don't know. It was entirely it metaphorical, anyway. anyway. The entire thing, and it kind of have like a, every single thing kind of relates to something. If you know what I mean. Yeah, that was my that that was my note at the towards the end. Um, there's a line I can't go back, but I can't go ahead. Is that ahead with my Maybe comfort? That was it. I was like, that's. I was like, that's. I, I was like, I, I think it's yeah, a bit it's better on the nose, just. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wouldn't be like me to be on the nose with some. <laughs> <laughs> but that was literally yeah. that was literally it. Like I did rewrite it a couple of times. You know, like sometimes it was the way I kind of did it too. Was I, re- I had it written from before Christmas, so I just rewrote the entire thing again. Mm-hmm. And then I was reading something on Reddit one day at work, and it stuck in my mind, and it was about. I've never actually read it, but it's like supposed to be like the first line in the Dark Tower. People were chatting about opening sentences. And I was like, but oh, that's who it was. Mm-hmm. There's a, an author, Jim Butcher. He writes these books called The Dresden Files. They're like a wizard detective novel thing. I've actually listened to two of the audiobooks. They're pretty decent. But um, he was chatting about like, his, like he put up like, it's his, his old blog post from like 20 years ago. And it's about like getting started and writing an opening line. And they were chatting about the opening line of the Dark Tower. Something like the gunslinger gets chased across the desert by the man in black. And they were like, that's the opening line of the book. Mm-hmm. And that's like tells you almost everything you need to know in like one sentence. Because the first sentence I had, like my first draft was like really long. And I was like, I don't need to shorten this down. So I tried to make it shorter and shorter. And I do want to fix it again. But like the first couple of times, it was really, really long and kind of dreary. Not like dreary, but kind of. Just too long, but I tried to get more in in the first sentence. And something I was looking at, I found it very interesting. I just think that's a hell of a first mm-hmm. line. The gunslinger gets chased across the desert by the man in black. Yeah. All you need to know <laughs> to be in character is you know what a desert looks like. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, first lines are... It's cool, like, if you find if you find a good one, it kind of can prope- propel you. Like, because that happened to me with a... I wasn't like planning on writing. It was like one, I was like, is something that was in my head for a while. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll start writing this at some point. And then I thought of it opening and I just had to start writing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, once you, once you get that, you're like, okay, I guess I'm writing now. Yeah. I think we, yeah, because that's the thing, because I was thinking about it all day. So I went home to try and do that, to kind of decipher my first yeah. line a bit, kind of. Because I was kind of like, because I think I start with like awaken or something. Don't, and I was like, I don't know if I should do awaken or if I just do it. was like, I kind of want to make it feel kind of dreary and dreamlike ish or kind of alien. You know oh, that, that was another thing I wasn't sure. I was like, is it should be awakened or awoken? Hmm. That's a good question. 
I have a I have awoken. I have awoken, yeah. Or... Yeah, because awaken sounds like somebody's waking you. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. See, this is why you need like somebody to proofread something for you. <laughs> yeah. I just wasn't sure. Was like... Cause, yeah, maybe awake or awoken yeah. would work, but I don't know if awaken. It depends what, like, I don't know. I, I depend on the, your intent. I think well. the first time I wrote it, I had awake, and I don't know why. I just didn't like it. I was like, awake, awaken. Like, I liked it more mm. for some reason. And awoke in, I would still prefer. I just don't know why. I just was like, I don't like awake. <laughs> mm. but, yeah, it kind of feels like, I suppose, generic or something, maybe. I don't know, maybe. But So I add an N and it's less generic. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's just like, so. I feel like that's a lot of stories where you're just like, it's a, I wake up. Yeah. And it was all yeah. a dream. And I was never, and I was still in school. And I didn't win. <laughs> I didn't save the gym from a battle of the bands. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. Actually, that was interesting because the reason I think I got more propelled to write that was because we chatted about possibly doing that new segment. I was like, oh, that's kind of gives me a goal. It's easier to write something towards the goal, I think. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Because I was gonna, um, I was gonna like uh, maybe give you another story I'd finished, but then I was like, nah, maybe I should just like use this as, uh, to like um, finish something else. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, use this to drive you to finish something else because you still always have that story, so you can yeah. pull that out whenever. Like, yeah, I think I was gonna say that. Um, that I started writing a story that. It was like a dream I had. I basically like dreamed a horror <laughs> movie. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to try and turn yeah. this into a story. So that's what I've been working on the last that's few days. Supposed. And it was weird because I like I remembered after I finished the first page that I was like, I don't know if this is good mm. or not. And then like three days later or four days later, I went back and read the, what I'd written. And I was like, oh, that's a, I was like, that's actually a really good opening. Or I was really yeah. happy with it. And that kind of propelled me to keep her that. <laughs> That's good. Kind of interesting yeah. if you go back and see it with fresh eyes, you either see how possibly much you like it or how much you hate it. Completely different endings in mind for my story, and then like I changed it completely. And then I think it just kind of like scrapped about three or four paragraphs and completely rewrote the ending. And it's just something completely different yeah. as well. I've started reading uh, Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. Um, yeah, Anne Lamott. Mm. Have you heard, have I been on about this before? No, I don't think so. It's like um, I don't get this. Bird by bird, instructions on writing and life. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I really like. But um, uh, yeah, she talks about um, someone told her that um, writing is like driving a car at night. You can't see the whole road, but you can see what the headlights have lit up in front of you, and that's all you need to really need to see is just a little bit ahead of you and then that was actually one of the i coincidentally mentioned the title about instructions on writing and life that was one she compared to it's kind of all you need to do to, to live life as well is just see the next little bit you don't have to have it all planned out kind of nice yeah it's been it's very good because she um actually talks a lot about she would like have a um writing workshops and stuff so a lot of that's going into it too like stuff she'd tell her like pupils and stuff mm. um yeah and there's like we kind of suggestions for exercises to do to to come up with stuff and things like that 
but yeah, it's very it's been keep me motivated too, I suppose. That's good. Yeah, I opened up my like I'm trying to figure out what to do, and I opened up my like I've got like a folder on my laptop with like about a hundred just like kind of wee random bits in it. And then mm-hmm. I've got a, another thing, and I was like, I'm just going to pick one of these and finally do something with them. And I've started trying to do something with one of those now, just to kind of. I always sometimes you write down a lot of ideas and you just don't use any. <laughs> it's just like might as well try and do something. Yeah. Mm. But I feel like well, I'm hoping with my workspace and everything, kind of in the way set up, and with my limit, and I am trying to be a lot more productive this year with getting stuff done. Yeah. I'm going to try and get a lot written for this podcast. Apparently. That's that's a goal of mine. <laughs> yeah, and no, I like think we things like that do help a lot, like just having things a bit more organized and structured mm-hmm. and stuff. Set times. And Yeah. And being in lockdown. That, <laughs> that's something she talks about in the book too. It's like, you know, you trick you kinda of train yourself to do it and you just sit there for a while and it might be painful at the start even but then eventually you get used to it and you just start coming up with stuff mm. yeah, it's never you get the, like I, yeah. always, I, I always write after i journal because I, I remember hearing someone suggesting that and like journaling is almost like a a warm-up mm. it's like a completely judgment-free writing and you just can just write whatever you want and it's not going to be seen by anyone you don't have to read it yourself so like once you've that done then you can write whatever else because you've already had a bit of practice and you're like and so you kind of got out maybe like the first kind of kind of mess in your head or like the kind of junk yeah. flying around your head then you can kind of write not because i felt that even stuff. today out today when i was like struggling to write i started writing my journal and i was like oh, this is going better uh i'm actually feeling the, the juices flowing out and i was like can i help me sit down later and uh that was good um can i get more, yeah. a bit more that's class yeah, you to get I can't see anything from your camera, by the way. Oh, can you not? Sorry. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Um, we could probably get try and get a lamp or something if you want. No, it just was... Oh, it's your back. It just wasn't showing anything, like... Oh, right, okay. I got you. are back now. Yeah, did, that happened with you, but only for like a second there. A couple minutes ago. Uh, I turned my camera off because I thought it would fix yours, but no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Never mind, then. <laughs> um... You said you watched uh, Thinking of Ending Things? Yeah, I did, yeah. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Didn't realize the actress was Irish. Yeah, I uh, I was watching it and I was like, oh shit, she's from uh, Chernobyl. Was she in Chernobyl? Who is she in Chernobyl? Yeah, she's the um, firefighter's wife. Oh, didn't realize that at all. Um, oh, I know she's from Kerry. <laughs> It's only because I rewatched that for um or with my family over Christmas. Oh right. And then I watched Thinking End Things because I don't like I probably wouldn't recognize her otherwise, but I was just like, mm. oh, and I've seen her somewhere recently. Yeah, I, re- I didn't actually reckon I didn't realize it was she was in Chernobyl, to be fair. I just knew I'd seen her somewhere. And yeah. I looked it up. Yeah, Chernobyl. That's it. Um Yeah, I really liked it though. It was fucking a lot of like like the first scene when it was really long, I didn't expect that. And there's another really long kind of care journey. It really makes it feel like it's a long journey. But the yeah, Jesus, the Jesse Plemons and Jesse Buckley, I think are their names. They fucking did really well. Like it was, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I um, for context, I watched it. What like it was a day after 
we recorded the last episode, I think. So like two weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it was immediately after I watched it. I think it was the day after maybe I watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like I watched Thinking of End. I think I watched I'm Thinking of Ending Things last night. Have you seen it? I need to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, like, you wrote to me like, yeah, watch that yeah. before the next podcast. This <laughs> is like, because I was just like, in, the next day I was still like, what the fuck's going on? Like I was trying to piece it all together. <laughs> yeah. And it was only like, it was the, fu- it was that night then I was lying in bed and I was like, oh, I think I just got it. <laughs> I'm still not do sure. Do you I, I'm still, know what's going on? No, I just don't think I fully do. Kind of like, I don't know. Like, it was really well done. Like, and I was like, yeah. I don't know if it's. She's seeing time. Is it her? I don't know. And then the, the jams are at the end. I was like, what? Then the dance. I was like, I will admit, I was watching the dancing. And I was like, oh, God, that's beautiful. That's so elegant. I like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I really like that too. Yeah. I, I thought, thought that was, was going to clear things up, to be honest. I was like, okay, it's going to explain what's going on. Yeah, yeah the dance is going to be an interpretation that I'm sure yeah. I will understand. I'm sure he'll like, make it that it's okay. Explain everything. Yeah. Uh, and uh, nope. Got <laughs> yeah, a bit more confused. I was like, I was kind of like at the end, I was like, this isn't just all going to be in like the gender's head, is it? Like, that'd be a bit shit. And then, then he starts taking his clothes off. I was like, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it was on. Well, oh, oh, actually, uh, we should leave this to the end of the episode. Okay. To get into the real discussion. So, uh, like we used to do when we talk about movies, we'll leave it to the end so you can skip it if you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, fair enough. So we'll do that. But, um, 10 out of 10 watch uh, yeah. <laughs> but now for the pre for the pre-review I laughed so much during it too I don't know about you I find some of it I really liked her uh, telling the story I thought they did like pure like awkwardness and what and really well you know she's telling yeah. the story of how they met and stuff that was probably why I laughed most of the time to be fair just like some weird awkward thing but there's a few times where I just like because it's like it's so engaging. Like, I just couldn't. Like, there was a couple of times where I was going to get up to, like, do something. And then I would just stop because I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. I would just be glued to the screen from confusion. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, but you're like, it's confusion and, like, everything. But you're really drawn into it. You're like, but what yeah, is it? Like, what fast. is it? And you, sometimes you think you know what's going on. And you're like, what? Then something else happens. You're like, what's going on? And then... Just like every single time, just like what, what? <laughs> I was, I was thinking whole way through it. Like that was Charlie Kaufman. I was like, and it's adapted from a book. Granted, yeah. but I was like, oh, fuck, did he write that? Like, does he know what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <Just> kidding, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I must read the book. I'd say it's interesting. Yeah, I'd say so. But yeah, I don't know. It's just like I was like so engaging and just like I think that's why I found certain things funny because it was like it would just like hit me out of nowhere and I'd just like bust out laughing at certain random wee weird things yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's very well done mm. so <laughs> yes that's our review yeah watch think of anything and then we'll call in the- text messages on Beepo please Someone talking. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say this every week, and then I'm gonna mark whenever we get to whatever episode we are, and we're just like, "Yes, we actually got it." <laughs> so, um, 
last uh, Sunday, I watched The Irishman. Oh, yeah, that's the fucking Scorsese one. Scorsese one. Yeah. Have you seen that? No. But you and it kind of, yeah, it was like, I think it might have partially been inspired by a, a new Vsauce video that came out there uh, about like the, like, um, it's basically about time and how we uh, like understand it and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the idea of like, uh, like, like time landmarks mm-hmm. <laughs> and how we don't really have them that like over the last year, there'd usually be things like festivals and like things that mark the year and i think that's contributed to why time has been so weird yeah the last one also because like just time moves slowly when you're doing nothing but then when you look back on it it feels like it's faster yeah like the opposite of going on holiday <laughs> like oh, when you're on holiday it feels like it's going faster to time but then when you look back it feels longer yeah it's um what is it so, like the I days think... the days are long the years are short yeah mm-hmm. so like the like that phenomenon combined with there being no little signifiers of having done anything, yeah. <laughs> I think is why things have been flying in. So, the watching the Irishman was the first of these like trying to give myself an experience. Like, I it took me like most of the day because I would like I'd watch it for a while and then get up and do something, come back and you know just like lazily watch it because it's three and a half hours long. It's a bit fucking ridiculous. To be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot like that's one of the yeah. things that kind of puts me off it because i'm like that's a wild commitment like <laughs> that's what yeah. like well like if you watched it in like you yeah, like two halves or something like or four yeah or even like watching like roughly hour long things over three nights it wouldn't be so bad mm. it got me thinking we should come up with more of these uh like time landmarks for ourselves mm-hmm. experiences we can have w- when we can't have experiences basically well and one that i've actually planned for myself tomorrow uh which if i'll talk about this and if you want to <laughs> try and come up with stuff yeah. but um have you heard of the the album everywhere at the end of time no uh it's this album by the caretaker and it's over six hours long and it's in six parts and each part is a stage of dementia. And it's supposed to be like this fucking... You might have mentioned this to me before, either on or off air, but yeah, it's supposed to be like going, think... kind of going through it, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, wa- I watched a video on it a while ago. Mm. And I think I talked about that on here. But yeah, it's like the... It's supposed to be like a really like heavy moving experience. And I was like, yeah, so that's my goal for tomorrow get up early take like a stage at a time probably do some journal yeah. in between note my thoughts and, yeah then then you'll finish it and you'll look it back at your journal and be like i do not remember writing any of this <laughs> <laughs> probably and then i'll share my experience with you on the next that's episode right. sweet you'll come back a changed man <laughs> That would be cool too. Like, I I was thinking. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I was thinking. You said something like that, which sounds so like deep and moving. And I was like, huh, Slappentine's Day. <laughs> I was actually gonna bring that up <laughs> too. <laughs> well, I think you should explain it because you're the one that introduced me to it, and I think it's a fantastic thing. Well, uh, I was gonna uh, segue to that after this section. Okay. <laughs> 
I do. I do have like because that is like a that is an example of like one of these like, something like an event when we can't have an event. Yeah. And it is coming up, and we need to decide on some movies to watch, which we should also try and do this episode, maybe or over this episode and the next episode we should come yeah. up. Is that it's not that far away? Is it? Well, it's not that far away. No, it's not. It's um, less than a month, three weeks. Yeah, three weeks maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll have to come up with some movies. I've got a couple of ideas anyway. Oh, nice. Moving, moving um, target. Oh yeah, that could be done. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, sorry. Go on. Another one of these, um, like th- uh. Events. I don't know what to call them. <laughs> Landmarks. Landmarks. Time marks. Time, time marks. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll was um, watch episode. all of the uh, Lord of the Rings movies because mm. that's something I want to do as well. Uh, it's a good way to take up a whole day, but like, yeah. So what's that? Like nine hours? Yeah. More? <laughs> well, if you want the extended cut, mine you can be going well over twelve. I think they're like yeah. four and five hours, aren't they? Uh, so that, that, like, I was thinking, yeah. So I'll probably do that next weekend maybe or like a weekend that we're not recording yeah then i can sat, like maybe watch fellowship on saturday evening watch two tires sunday morning watch King, King, yeah. King, sunday evening kind of thing something like that where like you're never gonna allow yourself the time or i wouldn't anyway if you like could do stuff, I'd always feel guilty or like I don't know, just wasting a day. I feel like I wouldn't. Yeah, if an, any other time of the year or any other year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but now it's like you can go out maximum five kilometers. Probably don't be out for too long. Go, out, you know, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. It's kind of the time to do. It's the time to learn yeah. how to be inside. Like, yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. Mm. Well, I have been meaning to watch the Watchmen Ultimate Cut because it's like three and a half hours. <sighs> Yeah, just it's like every single thing. I'm like, why not? I can watch it. Did you watch? Did we talk about the TV show? Did you watch the TV show? No, keep me dude. That's something I have to do. That's there you go. Must... There's one. Yeah, there's one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, trying to think now. The only thing I can think of there was Slappentine's Day off the top of my head, but um, trying to think because like you know, I'm trying to think of other themes. I'm also trying to think of just not movie days. <laughs> yeah. Well, like they are kind of the easiest. Um, you do like Mar- Marvel marathons. Marvel marathon. Take up about a fucking month of your life. <laughs> yeah. Um, Marvel marathon. You do. I don't know. What's the Batman TV show from the fifties? Adam West. Let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd really need to go outside when you're done with that. Yeah. <laughs> Just run screaming from your house. <laughs> okay, no. I think I might have said this before, but um, there's the Scottish comic writer Grant Morrison. Whenever he wrote Batman in like 2000 and like four or five or something like onwards, he wrote Batman for like ten years. But he like he took the entire Batman mythos and he like wrote it down for himself and like a shortened version of the entire seventy years. And he took it that mm-hmm. every single event had happened. And whenever, like, the 50s TV show and stuff, he said that that had all happened to Batman in the comic universe. And what happened was the Scarecrow had given him a really, really hallucinogenic <laughs> version of the fear toxin, fear toxin. And for about a couple of months of his life, whenever he did punch people, he did see whip and bam and all this stuff happen. It was just all hallucination. Like, he took it to, like, yeah, this is all going to... He's like, I'm going to make all of this work somehow. And it's actually class. He talks about it in a podcast, Fat Man on Batman with Kevin Smith. That actually he, would be really cool, like, Batman. Batman story where Batman was trapped inside a cheesy 
TV show. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, but it's like he slowly he slowly realizes that what's happening isn't real. Yeah. It's like the dialogue, like he notices the dialogue's too cheesy and stuff, and he's like, that's not that's not how I talk. <laughs> yeah, that'd be actually really cool. But um I um, always loved that idea. Yeah. Well, sure, we can try and think of more stuff. Because, like, I like this idea, too, because it might give people ideas. This is a good thing. Okay, if you come up with ideas, the we'll, listeners... We'll do them. We can try them out for you. Yeah. <laughs> we can be your guinea pig. We actually have something for you to, to call in or message us with or whatever. Yeah. Come up with ideas of these, like, events to do in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. Home events. There we go. Maybe That's what maybe about. things you'd like to do. Yeah, home events. You know, people apparently get most, it's really common for people to get like curries on Fridays, kind of like that, but all day and to entertain yourself. Hmm. Something that whenever you look back at your lockdown time, you can be like, oh yeah, I did that. That was a good experience. I suppose I actually kind of did something like that yesterday, I suppose. I had all six volumes of Paper Girls and I'd read the first two volumes before and I was like, really want to sit down and just read it straight through one day. And I did. <laughs> so that was like, 30 or 31 comics and literally just straight from wow. start to finish um full series and it was class because it's just like it's very well written and very like it's a very well made time travel story and whenever you're watching reading something like that you know and kind of going for it to see everything kind of it just really was very good and i really enjoyed it like i didn't i just kind of yesterday i just decided i was like jesus i haven't fucking just read a whole bunch of comics in ages, so I just went and read a whole bunch of comics. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, so be, that's an idea. We'll come, up, we'll come up with more. Yeah. And listeners come up with more. In the meantime, we'll tell you all about the best home event. Clapping <laughs> Times Day. For all you uh, lucky ladies is, and lovers out there, it's <laughs> a one hell of a romantic this, evening. <laughs> is this the fifth, the fifth annual Slapping Times Day? Is that right? Must be. No. Yeah, I think it is actually. So basically, this is an idea I had for something to do on Valentine's Day, which I just consider a silly holiday mm. anyway. <laughs> so we just get together. And you watch stupid action movies. Mm. I think uh, uh, Jackie Chan is always involved. He's become a fixture. Yeah. Uh, and usually and a lot then, of his older stuff too. Just, like, his class. Yeah. And then maybe like a funny yeah. one and maybe a serious one. <laughs> yeah, usually like, yeah, there's usually some like kind of silly one. Like, like, yeah, that was basically it. It's like Valentine's is kind of silly holiday. So let's get together and watch silly movies. Yeah. It always has been really like fun and uh, yeah, I was really really cool. enjoyed it. And sometimes, yeah, every time we do it. sometimes you kind of because because whenever I think you, you always like plan the movies. Whenever you're like looking back, you're like because you find like a bunch of movies obviously never seen like old Jackie Chan ones, ones where he like is younger. And I'd seen like some Jackie Chan films, but like never like but probably all like like ones like you know Chang'e Nights or like Russia or something like that. But some yeah. of those older ones are just so good as well. Like. We watched, yeah, we watched uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Was that it? Rumble in the Bronx, yeah, the Bronx. and Battle of the Bronx, which I, which is always like my favorite Jackie Chan movie. But what was what was the one as well? What's the one? We watched one last, or we watched one like three, two years ago, three mm-hmm. years ago. I don't know. 
we watched Drunken Master as well, didn't we? No, that, we didn't get around to that one, I don't think. I remember watching that. I feel like we did. One time. I haven't seen it anyway. There's one, I think the last Jackie Chan one we watched together was the one, there's like a big massive... Uh, slide building, he slides like one of his, down. Yeah, he slides down this big massive building. Yeah, I can't remember what that's called right now. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like... Uh, yeah, my... I was going to say like um, the first police story. Oh, yeah. Movie. The Jackie Chan one, because I haven't seen any of them either. Or we could watch. Is it Legend of Drunken Masters a sequel? Which is like, I think so, yeah. It's better, I think, isn't it? But I. Yeah. So maybe watch Definitely something to do. It is fun. It's just kind of kind of cool to have a day dedicated to so, just like just martial arts films. Particularly because I wouldn't think to like just put on one of those and then it's like, but one day a year now I do think to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, mean? yeah. I rarely watch i rarely watch them too it's like whenever i'm on my own or something i want to watch something serious it's like i don't know i don't really want to watch like a yeah action movie on my own it's more fun when you're in a group and you've got some yeah. beers and you're like wow, yeah, no, yeah and you go or you go over the top with your reactions for the sake of it and it's like i knew he was evil all along yeah i think <laughs> kind of like that i'm i'm on my own i either watch something serious or i watch like a 20 minute comedy it's about you know what i mean that kind of way which is, you know, like, I'm going to watch, mm. I mean, it's always sunny or The Office or Parks and Rec, or I'd watch something like that and I'm thinking of ending things. Or a documentary. But I know what you mean. I wouldn't really watch an action movie by myself. We used to pick, like, three yeah. movies, don't we? I think, yeah, I'm pretty we sure usually the third movie is the one that gets watched the least because we're pretty sloshed by then. Like, it is also an excuse to drink. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. So, like I, like, I think what we'll do is, like, we should come up with the list and then people can, um, can we do a live stream. <laughs> Could we do? People can yeah. people can watch them. Yeah, we should all watch them together. I'm. Well, like, yeah, I was trying to work out if if that's the best mm. I do it or not. But I think we will do a, an episode just about them, like a special bonus stepping time. Could do day one episode. like we did with the we... Sean Connery one. Can I like that? Yeah. Can you do one? Just do like we do. Like I'm trying to, I'm I'm kind of thinking of like the, like I always look to the red letter media guys, <laughs> as like kind of haven't worked out how to yeah. do these things, and like the way they do best is the worst is they all get together and they watch it, but they record when they're watching and they discuss it after, and I don't know if that's the way to do it because we could actually watch it together over Discord. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll figure out how to do it online at least, and then discuss. It might be a bit more. It might be a bit more awkward. That's going to be a lot of editing for me because I'm going to have to edit out. I'm going to have to edit down the stuff when we're chatting. So, yeah, we should probably just talk after. Yeah, fair enough. We still watch it together anyway. And then just talk after and just do that there as the podcast, if you know what I mean? Or we could. Yeah. Well, I just like, I think as well, like, because the way they do other reviews, like where they do um, Half in the Bag, they'll watch the movie separately and then they'll discuss mm. it. Because if you watch it together, you kind of talk about things at the at the time. Yeah. So yeah, you'd be kind of like. So it maybe better just watch it separately. Some golden radio. That's what would be like. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so I think yeah, maybe just watch it separately. We'll take take some notes of the stuff yeah. we find especially hilarious. Anyway, we'll work it out anyway. I'll make like a Facebook post or something. And yeah, but slapping time stay. If we if we don't have another episode out before then, we might. Yeah, hopefully we should. 
So my other suggestions were, first of all, Jackie Chan movie, either Legend, Drunken Master, maybe First Police Story. Yeah. And then the first Turtles movie. Oh, yeah, because I've been meaning to rewatch those. Oh, I've been <laughs> fucking meaning, obviously, the 90s one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been the meaning fucking... so much to rewatch those. Like, because every once in a while I see that, uh, isn't it, The Caravan of Garbage? You know, that comes up on my YouTube home screen every once in a while. I'm like, I have got to rewatch those. I loved those when I was a kid. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to go back and watch them because movies with Mikey, he did like two, he did a video on the first two, I think, as well. Mm. Um. Okay. We'll watch Turtles then. Turtles, yeah. And my other one was mm. someone reminded me of the movie SWAT recently. <laughs> Remember what? that? SWAT with Colin Farrell. Yeah, with Colin Farrell and I think Samurai yeah. Jackson. Jeez, I haven't seen that in years. I don't know. Is he in it? I don't know. I feel like so I kind of want to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. That'd be and that that'd be a good third movie where you're not really paying attention anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just noise in the background. <laughs> and uh, then the bonus movie will be Moving Target. Oh yeah, I have to do Moving Target as well. By the way, for people that are... or should we should we do like a a special episode and just that alone. Yeah, we need to do one dedicated just to that. Yeah, I want to let people know that Moving Target is an Irish kung fu film filmed in Connemara. It's on, it's on a podcast. What? It's what? We explained it. Oh, did we? On the last one, I think. Sorry, yeah. that's right. I forgot we already explained it. Sorry, it's just... The blurb gets me every time. <laughs> Dude, hit it again. Yeah, just fucking... Like I read Velocity Pastors and I thought that's the best blurb I've ever read in my life. And I read this one. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> read that blurb again, brother. Uh, fair enough. It's just the uh an Irish Kung Fu movie filmed in Connemara about a guy who buys a pack of B mission and the IRA try and take it off him because it has a nuclear detonator inside of it. <laughs> How can you go wrong with that? <laughs> Imagine, go, imagine going to your friends with that idea. <laughs> Guys, I got a film idea. And then they're like, oh, sweet fucking yeah, we'll give you a hand. Right. You need to get four pack of Beamish. <laughs> I also made a note that we should um, watch. What's the name of it again? Oh, Wild Mountain Time. Have you heard of that? I feel like I have. I feel like I heard of that recently. It's a movie that came out last year. And, like It was just getting, it's got loads of like, uh, like media attention stuff because it was so all the Irish accents are just atrocious. Oh, is that the one with like Christopher Walken and Jamie Dornan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have heard uh, about it because Emily Emily Blunt, Emily Blunt. Think yeah, because I heard that even he can't do an Irish accent in it. Yeah, because like <laughs> everyone's just shite in it. Yeah, but you're like, come on, you're from you like you're from Belfast. Like, come on, you should know. Yeah, he, but it's speaking of which, actually, I've been watching. Um, what's his name again? Jimmy Dorm Dorn Dornan or Dorman? I think not Dorman, Dornan, Dornan, D O R N A N, I think. Yeah, I've been watching The Fall. Oh yeah. It? That's the one in Belfast, um, isn't it? With Gillian Anderson. Yeah. It's supposed to be very, very good. Yeah. Yeah, finished the first season there and watched the first episode of the second season. Mm-hmm. It's good, yeah. Do you want to... It's cool like seeing a seeing a show set in Belfast and everything. Yeah. Um and it actually adds a lot to the story too, because you know it's not just about them trying to like he's a psychopath murderer mm. in it, and that's like part of it. But then also the kind of like the politics of it being in Belfast and stuff all comes into it too. So it adds like this extra layer, which is really interesting. Yeah, just kind of like the politics isn't like 
it's like I know it was it's all made up, but like you know, in the politics usually in like other shows, it's probably going to be like just people being at odds. But this is more of like the history of the place, I suppose. Yeah, speaking of, just I find this funny because speaking of Jen Anderson, I watched the first episode of the X Files there the other day because why not? And yeah. I then my sister Catherine was telling me about this. I didn't know this. And do you know there's a thing called the Scully effect? And from whenever it sounds familiar, whenever the X Files came out, and it was like fucking so popular, but it was kind of yeah. original at the time, or you know, like the female lead was like a fucking doctor who was like really smart and really confident, and she was a scientist and all that. And there's actually they filmed they did a trend and of people in like America and over Europe or like women, sorry, they were like they like exponentially increased going into the fields of science because of that show because they loved that hmm. show. Which is really weird how it kind of affected in a very positive way that kind of. And science was the only industry in Ireland last year where women on average got something like 3% more in, in their wages than men. So I want to talk about what the fuck? I want, so I, I want to talk about I want to, I'm in science, so I want to talk about my pay gap now. <laughs> Where's my parade? <laughs> Uh, imagine if that's just the turn that we took. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about this too. What the fuck's going on? I find some very, very circumstantial and, and inconclusive evidence that I think proves my point. No. That just happened. To, I just thought that was. I just thought that was a nice segue there. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. Yeah. Um, a couple of movies I was going to mention that I watched. Uh, watch a watch one called The Half of It. Never, never heard of that. Came out last year. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of cool, like, or it's kind of interesting, and it's uh, oh shit, where's she from? Korean girl, a Catholic school, and she's really smart and would like help people cheat on their like, uh, like essays and stuff. And so there's like a bit of a there's like a kind of philosophical thing going on at the start because. She's talking about like love and stuff, but then that's just her writing a paper for someone. No, <laughs> and uh, she gets asked by a guy to help him like uh, seduce a girl in her class, basically. But then it turns out that she fancies that girl too. So him, her, and he become friends, kind of, all over trying to win over this girl, even though they're actually secretly both Wonder trying to win her over. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And it's like because it's got got the setting of like the religion to it kind of found it quite uh relatable, like the sort of oppression of that, like I uh yeah, anytime I see like kind of Catholicism in movies, I'm like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like you're speaking to me right now. <laughs> I always thought yeah. I really like that. It's worth quite like an original kind of take on like it's a kind of a coming of age story, but really it's just about sort of I suppose what love means and do you know what to... it means <laughs> nope and any closer to finding out um, what are you gonna say i was gonna say i always liked can i you know the daredevil tv show where they did an awful lot of like him talking to the priest and catholicism and like that because there's a lot of that in the comics mm. too and i just always like that in it because it's like him dealing with why like guilt with god a while on and like I remember yeah. that so much as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. But I remember being like, you know, you'd have such like Catholic guilt. Really, as a thing, like yeah. whenever you're a kid, like because you really are told to feel bad about everything. Like, 
and uh, hedonism. <laughs> yes. Speaking of which, I then watched uh, or rewatched uh, Lady Bird there uh, the other night. I felt like you were going to bring that up, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> along the same vein. Yeah, I was like, I, I finished watching. It, I was like, why the fuck am I relating so hard to this movie about a <laughs> teenage girl set in two thousand two America? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's really good as well. I forgot how much I enjoyed it actually. Yeah. Like the first time I watched it, the main thing that stood out for me was like the the arguments between her and the mum. And I was like, this is pretty real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this time I like I don't know, I, I can't I don't know if I just forgot or if it didn't really I think maybe just like my memory was tainted or not tainted, but that kind of overshadowed everything yeah. in my memory. And then um this time I kind of was like, oh yeah, this is really funny and like actually just, yeah, it's just great. It's a good watch. Yeah. Saoirse Ronan as great. well. I think she yeah. won an award for that too. But I just always remember, and... I do remember finding it very funny whenever they're like just sat, sitting there eating the Eucharist. And that's one of the things. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things. It's like, and then they're like, it's not, uh, what, what are they? It's, it's what? not, it's not even consecrated or something like that. Yeah. And they both start laughing. And that was one of the things I thought was really well done too. It's like the, just like watching them like giggle uncontrollably about stupid little shit just really took me back to like being that age. And yeah. it's like, oh yeah, that's what it was like. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's them really like fucking, yeah. um, like breaking the rules like, but no fucking yeah. yeah, I just thought it was hilarious. Good bit of good bit of Catholic humor as well. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a there's another moment like that too later on where they're just like they're eating they're eating crackers again actually I think and they're just and I was like I remember that <laughs> just yeah. like it like wouldn't something wouldn't actually be funny but it was like your own little stupid joke with your friends and you just couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, it just became a private yeah. joke for some reason. And then it was funny because um, on the last episode. I realized that I had watched three Noah Baumbach movies uh, last year. Mm. And uh, one of them was Francis Ha and Greta Gerwig directed Lady Bird. And mm. I also watched Mistress America in the last two weeks, which was uh, Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach collaboration as well. <laughs> <laughs> which, is really, which is really good too. I really enjoyed that. Mm. It's like a um, coming of age story where this girl goes to, she starts college in um, in New York. So mm. I suppose it's kind of like the because uh, Lady Bird ends with with she going with her going to college in New York. Yeah. yeah, so it's like a spiritual continuation. Yeah, I suppose kind of of this teenage girl you remember yourself as. as you're... Yeah, <laughs> but this is like um, Greta Gerwig plays a character in this where she is. Her the college girl's mom is going to marry a, another man, and Greta Gerwig is her is his daughter. So mm. they're they're going to be stepsisters, and she lives in New York, and she kind of like shows her the ropes, and like she's like really cool, and um, the girl's a tra- uh, an aspiring writer and stuff, and yeah, it's really, really fun cool. little movie as well. What's what's that one called again? Sorry? Mistress America. Mistress America. It sounds class. Yeah. I do feel like New York is one of those places you would like to have a mentor for like the first year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're like she was she's eighteen moving to New York and yeah. Fuck that. You just kinda <laughs> see that like um 
uh, yeah, it can take me back to that age again too, where you're kind of like you're not sure what's really cool or like what you should be doing or whatever, and then like to have someone to take you to the cool bars and cool gigs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Show you around, Sweet. introduce you to a new lifestyle. And then you come back with like mm-hmm. dreads or something in college. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like it's sorry, I feel like it's something to say there, but no, I just lost my head. Oh. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. Just any movie? You... Does I say? Oh sorry. I was gonna say. I may have said this before, but I always find it funny because in school, then I identified with the poet Adrian Rich in English uh-huh. over like Patrick Kevin and stuff like that. And like I remember sitting there one day thinking, I was like, why do I really like and identify with this poetry of a woman who was a lesbian in the fifties and was sexually repressed, <laughs> and that's all she wrote about? I was like, God. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, hmm. I don't know That's what this. Cool. I don't know what this says about me. Like, yeah, because like I fucking. <laughs> I remember like you know you had to write essays and stuff in school and get like A's in those essays and the other people would be like B's and C's. It's like I don't. Uh, I just don't get. It. <laughs> You're I'm just like, like I get. It. Yeah, I get. I get. I know this girl. Like, no idea. Anything else is like, uh oh. <laughs> um, but um, I don't know. I suppose I watched some of the convending things. I can't remember what else I watched. I think I've been watching too much recently because I have been trying because what I've been trying to do like I've been just because been rewatching Parks and Rec and I've been reading a mm. bit more and kind of writing a bit more kind of doing that I'm trying to watch less yeah and because even then I'm trying to like limit myself to like three or like four episodes of that like a real max was I think one time this week I think I watched six in a row because it's just really tired but I'm trying to like do a lot more stuff like that currently reading. Um, our friends from Frolics Eight by Philip K. Dick, and I'm reading The Daily Stoic, and I'm gonna finish the Friends. Of... <laughs> I'm about never heard of that book. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm like 23 pages in. Am I? I think. Was... <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. And I've been kind of like, kind of going through that. I'm gonna. St- I think I'm gonna start. I used to back in the day. I used to read more than one book at a time, which I did enjoy doing. But sometimes I never finished them. But I think I'm gonna start trying to do that again because I kind of want to do that. Yeah, I've been reading. I finished a lot of books actually, but yeah, I'm I'm on like I never read like more than one at a time, but now I am. Yeah, because I kind of I used to because I did that for a while and I never finished anything, and I've got into finishing books again. I feel like I need to do it because sometimes like you can have to go back. But I I am really enjoying this book, Philip K. Dick's one, and like kind of rare ones and i'm really liking it but there's a mm. line i'm probably gonna fuck it up now but i thought it was really funny it's like the leader of like the world is chatting to like yeah the leader of the world in this who is a telepath is chatting to like the director of the police force the director of the police force is kind of saying he was like i don't know where you got these ideas from like what focus group because all the ideas like they're terrible and stuff and then the head guy's just like oh they're not bad ideas there was no focus groups i came up with them myself I'm really fucking it up, but the way he wrote it was hilarious. <laughs> Say it again. It was like uh, he was like just the police the guy's like saying like I don't know where you got these stats from or this idea from like whatever focus group because they're like that's really wrong. Like these people that came up with this idea is so bad. And he's like, oh, it's not a bad idea. I came up with it myself. <laughs> just, he's, he's supposed to be a really arrogant like self-centered guy anyway, but it's just I don't know the way yeah. he wrote the line. It was really funny. I properly like laughed at it. I was like, that is fucking really well done like <laughs> but um that's better really yeah you just you just reminded me um when you mentioned the daily so look that there was one an entry i found really helpful from january 5th is this the right one um i can actually tell you the one on tranquility 
Hang on. I think this is the right one. I think I read one recently that I really liked. Oh no, January 15th. Pieces and staying the course. But I'll just read the, the quote. Yeah, Tranquility can't be grasped except by those who have reached an unwavering and firm power of judgment. The rest constantly fall and rise in their decisions, wavering in a state of alternative, alter, al, wavering in a state of alternately rejecting and accepting things. What is the cause of this back and forth? It's because nothing is clear, and they rely on the most uncertain guide, common opinion. I just find it really helpful because, some like I don't know. Sometimes I just like have we moments of panic where I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, it was just like. Just a nice reminder that, like, oh, you, like, just stick with what you, like, I don't know, just your own self judgment and keep her lit and you'll be grand, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> I think and uh, speaking of, um, oh, picked up the wrong book. Oh, hang on. There's another quote I read then, um, because one of the books I finished was, uh, The Stories of Your Life and Others, mm. you know, the. Uh, what do you call him, Andrew? Andrew? Andrew Chang? Is that it? The guy that wrote Arrival. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry, excuse me. I can't remember the um, the exact um, what was I going to say? So, something with the guy, <laughs> Andrew. Andrew I Chang. The, I think I just started the wrong sentence. Yeah. Anyway, Andrew Chang. The book's called Stories of Your Life and Others, and at the end of it, he like kind of gives me notes on um. He gives notes on like um, he give notes on each story, a little background and stuff. And I think this might be the one for the stories of your life, which is what Arrival is based on. But he quoted a bit of um, Slaughterhouse Five, and it's "Be patient, your future will come to lie. Be patient, your future will come to you and lie down at your feet like a dog who knows and loves you no matter what you are." Which I was like, "All right, that's good stuff there." Yeah. <laughs> And then inspired by that, I started reading Kurt Vonnegut, Breakfast of Champions, that I bought ages ago. Our class. Yeah, Breakfast of Champions, I think. I have the audiobook version of that, read by John Malkovich. But I think it's something you need to Mm. read. (laughs) Yeah, it reminds me of like, um, kind of Terry Pratchett, or it reminds me a little bit of reading um spike mulligan mm. or maybe a little bit of um what do you call him hitchhiker's guy, Douglas Adams. guy. yeah it's got that kind of like it's a weird sort of it's like a take a piss out of america and then he's like writing about an he's writing about an author who comes up with like dangerous ideas and they like implanted this idea into someone's head that uh he's the only real person on earth and everyone else is robots and uh yeah, it's weird. It's like a weird meta thing going on, and like he, he'll make up little random stories that, yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with the book, just being fun. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, were you, were, did you have a quote you wanted to? Yeah, actually, do because I think the one I think it was January seventeenth, which is reboot the real work. What is that? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <throat> I need to get more light actually. 
<laughs> I am your teacher and you're learning in my school. My aim is to bring you to completion unhindered, free form from compulsive behavior, unrestrained, without shame, free, flourishing and happy. Looking to God and things great and small, your aim is to learn and diligently practice all these things. Why then don't you complete the work if you have the right aim and I have uh, and I have both the right arm and the right preparation, the, or so the right aim and the right preparation, sorry. What is missing, the work is quite feasible and is the only thing in our power. Let go of the past. We must only begin. Believe me and you will see. I'm reading that. I think that day, I remember that really hitting me. I don't know what it was mm. about that day. But because, uh, you know, then it's, it's, kind, of like, it's kind of like War of Art kind of stuff too. Hmm. Yeah, it's just about going and doing it and being afraid to do something and all. Which yeah, all of us experience, but kind of getting over that. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Another thing about reading bird by bird, a lot of it is like stuff I've heard before. You know, like uh, like a thing we've talked about before. I think of allowing yourself to write something that isn't mm-hmm. great. It's like I hear that. Like I've always heard that from like people on podcasts and stuff. And then it's like she, they're probably quoting her. Actually, yeah. it could be. But there's kind of it's kind of something reassuring about hearing those same things over and over again. It's like okay, this is yeah true. exactly. If this is what everyone's <laughs> saying, everyone's yeah, it must saying be true, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's I've definitely found it myself. Mm. Like that's the hardest hurdle sometimes, just getting started. Yeah, and sometimes I have started stuff and I have scrapped it pretty quickly because I'm just like, no, nah, this is just because I, I I do I do take quite um, literally that kind of thing. If you don't like what you're writing, don't no one else will kind of. And even though I'm still only writing for myself. Mm. If I'm not liking what I'm writing, I'm like, it's kind of missing the point. <laughs> like, then there's a difference between something yeah. being hard or being like kind of arduous, but there's also different than I'm still enjoying it. Or like, that's where like passion is, where you actually have the determination to go on forward and they be bad. But then if you're just, if I'm just really not liking it, I just won't do it. Cause I'm like, what's the point of forcing myself to do this? Yeah. yeah like I'll force myself to do it if I'm still enjoying what's coming out. But if it's just, if you know what I mean? I think I'm explaining this badly, yeah. but I hope I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad to be right. More it makes me feel better. Oh, definitely, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> makes me feel a lot better. Even if it's shit, like, I'm still like, that's something I completed today. Like, that's what I was, yeah, I was thinking about that, about this podcast and about writing stuff. It's like, I really feel like I'm starting to get a bit of creative outlets again. And it's making me, and, they, yeah. and then I read a whole bunch of comics yesterday, which is like, pure great as well it was real like me time i'm really starting to feel better about work because i've got the stuff i can do outside of work a bit more now or like i'm doing it more regularly because the longer you put it off jesus the less likely you do (laughs) yeah Uh, that's been my experience too like if i write a wee bit in the morning my days like fucking i'm in the green like (laughs) yeah I will admit, I feel just, that about the Daily Stoic too. I'm really enjoying that just for that wee every day. Usually I do try and read them like um, on my early shift. I've actually started doing, sorry, on my late shift, I started doing what you told, what you said you do. And like I read it in the morning when I first get up. Then usually mm-hmm. I read it like just before I go to work again as well. And then on my early shift, I usually read it as soon as I come home and then maybe read it once more in either the evening or before bed just to kind of, it's just nice. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a wee bit of consistency in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, like it, it is great. Yeah, yeah. So, thank you very much. This very thoughtful gift. Oh, my pleasure, man. <laughs> Yours is still in the boot of my car because <laughs> I don't know when I'll see you next in person. <laughs> um, someday, someday. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it is. It is very helpful. Like, it just keeps keeps giving too. Yeah. And then, like, by the time I start it again next year, it'll be like, oh yeah, this one. <laughs> Classic. Remember, yeah. Yeah. like what laughing away to yourself, like oh, I remember. Yeah. Oh, Seneca, <laughs> you absolute comedian, you. <laughs> um. Oh, you were talking about reading. What else did I? I'm trying to think of what else. I feel like I haven't done very much. I finished some other book too. Maybe not. Oh, I finished the um, Ray Bradbury essays, book essays, Zen and the Art of Writing. Oh, so, I, so when I finished that, I started the Bird by Bird because it's kind of like my other, that was my previous inspiration. This is my current inspiration. Yeah. And I finished the stories of others. That's why I started Breakfast of Champions. And I'm still reading The Road Less Traveled and it's still, still giving me that good shit. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it's class. Yeah, so usually my morning is usually wake up, read uh, whatever the Daily Stoic has, and then read a chapter or two of that because they're they're usually quite small. Mm. Uh, that kind of gets me going and gets me thinking. And you you and me are definitely same. You and me, you and me are definitely same for that. Hey, there's something about reading in the morning that I just really do prefer. Like, yeah, just uh, wakes me up. Like, mm. it's like it's my eyes are focusing on something. It's kind of getting the brain to start working. Yeah as well like that one's really good in the morning because it's kind of a lot of times it'll give me because i journal in the morning too after i have breakfast yeah and then that'll, a lot of times there'll be something in the road less travels it'll get me thinking about something and then by the time i sit down in my journal i'll probably have a something to something to write yeah and it's class Sometimes it's just inspiration in general like it could, it could be inspiration for other writing because it might like trigger some wee memory or like some uh interaction you've had and I don't know just give you some material yeah. there's a quote I think it was in Bird by Bird and uh, someone said that uh, anyone who survived childhood has enough material for a lifetime <laughs> or something <laughs> that's pretty good yeah. <laughs> I was like I do remember reading in uh, the Jim Butcher thing was interesting was some of the stuff he was saying is some of the stuff he was just saying about structurally because he was kind of going into like even though I'd be way way far away from this he was chatting about getting published and stuff and mm-hmm. one of the things he found interesting was like there was kind of a joke being in it like they were like uh he, no this was actually this wasn't this was off Jim Butcher thing but this was a publisher actually and he was saying one of the things that uh turns a lot of editors off right away or people like looking at your book is if you just kind of describe too much or you over describe and then someone like asked him a question because somebody won a Nobel Prize for that. And he's like, yes, one person, one time won a Nobel Prize for that. <laughs> that's That's been done. <laughs> Don't recreate that because most of the time it will not work. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I try and like, like I try and look at stuff, kind of stuff to be aware of, you know, like white room syndrome. It's like, you know, whenever like you haven't given enough, so you can have people can, can only imagine what, you, what it is. It's like a white room. So that's why I try and okay. describe a bit more. But at the same time, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not good enough to know whether or not I am. <laughs> Still enjoy it though. But funny. I feel like I was looking at more of the technical stuff recently. Then you were like, well, you're like more of the inspiration or philosophical side of it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, like it's the technical stuff's in that bird by bird as well. Like she gives practical advice on like um, things to do, like. 
one of the things she said to do is um is like write everything you know about school lunches. <laughs> and then once you start doing it, you'll start seeing other characters. Like she talks about uh your ideas, you have to kind of treat them like Polaroids, where it's only after they've developed that you notice that there's another character there or something that you didn't see at first. Mm, that's really cool, yeah. Yeah. I suppose I was thinking there because if you did school lunches and you can describe school lunches really well, you could that would be a really subtle way of like if you were describing a school scene, if you could kind of kind of get the idea of people's backgrounds sort of by their school lunches, you know, somebody with mm. a lot of stuff and really nice stuff obviously comes from a wealthy background, someone with less. That's it. Like I, that's just his saying. It's like what it's like you you might write that all out and it might not be anything, but it, you could realize that there's something there for another thing or mm. whenever you're um, writing a different story, you might remember that you like hit on something in another thing that you did like she's like at the minute it's all just about sort of writing and getting into the habit of it and stuff yeah i do i do find out a lot sometimes do you find out whenever you're writing something you're like oh, do not want to be really good if i had it done this before this or something like that or this you know sometimes you have it that it can lead into it because i'd mm-hmm. write like free form like that and sometimes when i'm writing on i'm like Oh, I'll be far better if I had this before it. And sometimes I write with notes in the side of being like, oh, I yeah. should include this or I should do that. And that's what it is. Is you know, say you're saying there about the developing photo. Yeah, like as like, it becomes clear, you're finding more information started, to put in. Sort of. I started doing that when I'm writing. I only write on one side. So when I come mm. back, and I like have a note, I can write it here. That's a good idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah only on the right so hand of the page. Yeah, so it's, yeah, so it's like every. So, a gap to leave myself some notes if I come up with them. That's a really good idea. I've also got like another because that other story is right now when I went out for a walk one night. Oh yeah, that's something I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And when I was on the walk I like could I basically come up with a scene and then I just got back and like wrote it wrote it in this book like really really quickly because it was just like You wanted to get it on your head like, kind of thing. Like it wasn't when I usually write but it was just in my head and it, it like even my writing is like really terrible because it's like I was writing so fast because yeah. it was like, don't I, I, I don't want to lose this yeah. Happened and I was just like, getting that out of me. But yeah, the last few nights I've been um, going on week like walks after dinner, and it's been really cool because I started like uh, I kind of like cho- change the the music that I would usually listen to if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so like usually I get up in the morning, I go to the park, and it's like, I know well I could listen to anything then. But then at night, it's like I go a different route where I'm not really going into nature as much. And then I try to choose music that, that kind of reflects the kind of more uh, environment of, I don't know. I know what I you mean. Yeah, like, they try and kind of like set the scene of like or yeah, match the feeling of the night up, or something. Yeah, I usually end up putting on like some kind of electronic stuff. And like uh, there the other two nights ago, I think it was, I put on uh, Boards of Canada. Mm. Uh, what's that album called? Music is the Right to Children. And like, that was just perfect because it's kind of like, it's like, I think it, they call fall under the ambient techno genre. So it's just like kind of atmospheric and, but also like upbeat and uh, really good nighttime walking music. Yeah, oh, class. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Sometimes if you get music that's just right for your walk or your mood or yeah. something at that time. Yeah. It feels, like it feels like you're in a movie or something. Yeah. It's just nice because it's like, I'm giving myself another wee period of the day to put on some music and go for a walk and sure that's mm. always good yeah so i'll probably sh- keep that up made a big stew the other day nice <laughs> like a big veggie stew with uh, a mccartney sauce 
which isn't all in it. I pure, I was pure winging it, and I thought that I'd, I'd like make it and be like, okay, this is something I'm gonna. This is the first draft. I'll improve upon this later. Yeah. And then I ate it, and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> now you're never gonna be able to recreate that. <laughs> oh, that's all. That's all I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna yeah. only eat you for the next thing. <laughs> Just making bigger and bigger pots of stew. Yeah. Like this is class. I um yesterday I decided I was like um. That's one thing I'm trying to do now is like take a bit more time cooking food because for a long time I've just been kind of doing stuff pure half-assed. I'm starting to like, I used to really enjoy food and really enjoy cooking and then kind of like lost it and trying to get it back. But yesterday I was like, I bought like sourdough bread and made a big like a steak sandwich from scratch. But fucking like, nice. made like a small Caesar salad on the side, had some chipotle coleslaw there and then made like, did full steak, made like onions, mushrooms and did like a red wine dew with it and all. And I ate it. And that's the only thing I ate yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I said like two or three and I was afterwards I was like I was like that was probably about fucking 1200 calories for one meal I just didn't eat anything after that but I'm starting to really enjoy it and it, it, I've been using a lot of yeah. stuff I've, I made a really nice roast red pepper and red lentil soup as well last week it's fucking really nice to have for lunch and just kind of I'm starting to enjoy cooking food again I think mm. which is good yeah I don't know if I said this before but yeah, like at this, for some reason, I don't know why, but at the start of like lockdown last year, I just kind of stopped cooking. <laughs> like really? all I would make for dinner and stuff was, was like frozen, some, something frozen and a load of spuds. Yeah. And I did that for eight. I don't really know why. But then I started like, uh, I must have brought this up before. But anyway, I've still been doing it anyway, which is like a, on usually a Wednesday, I'll cook a big feed, like a curry or a stew or whatever. Yeah. That's like my day where I cook. And even that is like, feels good like it does yeah it's like i'm starting to do that in like saturdays and sundays more where i'm just kind of like trying to yeah. put effort into it and because like you yeah. really do appreciate yeah. a good meal like yeah but i think it is good to get that balance right you don't want to be cooking all the time but if you cook a big like that stew is like four servings mm-hmm. i think roughly that i made and then like so you, you cook a big feed and then you've got really nice food for another few days and then whatever days then where um I'm not eating the stew or the curry. I'll probably just go back and like have spuds and something. Or last night I made like, got like a prawn with garlic butter from Aldi and made like prawns and spaghetti and stuff last night. It's pretty nice. Good. Yeah, I kind of like that because I would do that like during the week. Then I'd make, if I'm making something, I'm definitely going to make at least two portions. So I get two days out of it. Mm-hmm. But on the weekend, I'm trying to actually put effort in and expand a bit. Like that's the reason. It's like I just was walking in the shop and I seen red lentils. I was like, these are pure cheap. So I bought like two bags. And I was like, I'm just going to make stuff I know red lentils now and that's why I went mad with the red lentils for a while. It's like I'm hoping I'm trying to kind of do that more. See it's kind of annoying so I'm trying to get the balance of I'm not exactly browsing but I'm trying to still look for stuff that like will kind of maybe like with the red lentils be like inspire ah, you or yeah, something. Yeah exactly yeah. I could go do that. Yeah. Because I'm thinking of yeah, making Yeah that's what I usually do too if I like yeah if something's on offer I'll be like I'll like yeah do something around that. Like I seen tofu on offer no I was tempa actually I seen an offer and then end up making like a stir fry which a bit like mango and all into it oh, i was nice. like like just i was like i, I, I kind of feel like a, a stir fry is always my like test of how my cooking ability has changed because it always gets more and more complicated yeah. <laughs> every time I make it. like i don't make them very often but when i do it's like i've kind of got more information of like what i can do to it yeah i remember like pit, the best stir fry sauce thanks for the best stir fry sauce I ever made it was like well i've been a sweet and 
Well, I made a sweet chili sauce from scratch, but I put mandarin in it instead of orange. Put like mandarin juice in it. Because that's they're a good bit sweeter. Thing is, though, I've never been able to recreate it like that, and I've always hated myself. For it. <laughs> <laughs> Mango is weird. It's like in the context of the um, stir fry, kind of tastes spicy. Imagine sweet and spicy goes like really well together. Actually, fruit and spicy really goes well together. Actually, it's like there, there is a slight, almost spiciness to the mango. Hmm. I'd say everything. I'd say it's probably coming from the acidity of it. I'd say it would be. I think, but um, man, you know what's actually delicious? Like people don't believe me when I say this, but if you got like, say you got a mango or like a slice of pineapple, and I swear to God, if you put like a wee bit of salt and chili flakes on it, it tastes really nice. Like pineapple, yeah. especially like. But a lot of people don't believe it. I'm like, nah. If you take That's... fucking fruit and spicy, like it is delicious. I think like in some cultures they eat mango with like salt and pepper. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and in places like Thailand and other parts of Asia, you don't get salt and pepper, you get sugar or chili flakes. <laughs> it's sweet or spicy, it's, it's very complimentary. Yeah. I thought that's really cool. Yeah. Um, did you want to read the story that you sent, or me read it? Or I was going to ask you about that, do you want to do that? Well, I thought it was going to be you reading it, because I thought that's what we were going to do. Yeah. But well, I don't know. do you want to do one where we we do it at this like where i have a story as well and we both do it in the same yeah one? we can do it like that either i don't really mind i just kind of was like i kind of use this as things like i want to actually finish something so and yeah. i sent it on to you and it's like well, if it gets read today it gets read today and if not then it's in the bank for whenever it's up to you do you want me to read it um i don't know sure we can try it sure and you can always edit it out if like we can see what it sounds like <laughs> I want to, okay. um, yeah. And even if you edit it out, I still want to record because I wouldn't mind listening back to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I won't put that in this episode. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. If we're going to do it, like, there's no point in reiterating it again next week, if you know what I mean. There's no point in doing the same, the exact same thing again. You know what I mean? It'd yeah. be better probably to leave it. As we can do, because then if we do your story and my story actually, and we talk about it, that can be like a really good long segment. We're, like yeah. we'll get a good bit out of that. Like we'll probably get a good like four or five hours out of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to, if there's anything that uh, you felt like, you can still edit it up until then. Obviously, too. yeah. Because I think I probably do another. Pass I think I probably it. will. Yeah. It's good to hear. It's kind of nice to hear your thoughts on it, though, and even get it read back to me because I feel like that's kind of, kind of awakened a couple of ideas or kind of like, you know what I mean? Kind of a few few things yeah. that might change. Yeah, like I even like I, I said, um, Patty recorded like him reading a story of mine and listening it back, and it's like yeah, it's like when you hear it read back, you kind of things jump out at you that you like maybe I read something that wasn't how you heard it in your head and then maybe you think that like that might be like oh maybe i should change that to yeah like how i'm hearing it or whatever it's also because like you know whenever you're writing usually you do you know what you want to say or you know what the story is so it's just whether or not you're conveying that or the point well enough so yeah that'll be good so yeah i'd say i'd say mm-hmm. it'd be a good idea just to leave that out of this one but i still wanted to hear mm-hmm. red back so thank you <laughs> <laughs> 
I kind of enjoyed yeah. reading it, to be honest. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Back to my act, my acting days, yeah, my yeah. theater days. Uh, as I, as okay. I w- awaken, I walk. Yeah. You didn't do that enough, the whole... Fucking thing me from Futurama. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Calcula. <laughs> Call me Claw. <laughs> uh, okay, let's do the music, and then we'll talk about thinking of anything, and we'll get wrapped up, T-Buck. Oh, yeah, there's one thing I wanted to say. Just, it's kind of funny. I had I was almost put in like this weird wee bit in the story, but I was like, this, this makes absolutely no sense. But it was going to be like when he's standing on the cliff, there's like a toucan. He looks up. There's like a two multicolored toucan on a really, really bleem, breaming like sand, uh, sand colored like bright ledge, and he's just like go forward, and then he goes down. And I was like, Nah, I don't know why I want to put that in, but it's so weird. <laughs> no idea why. I don't know. I thought it was funny. Like I was thinking back, and I was like, Why did I think of that? Like that makes no sense. <laughs> like, it's just stories already fucking not making any sense. But that's a bit weird. It's like uh, you don't even know what the metaphors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that wasn't even a metaphor. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like I don't know. That was a metaphor. Yeah, you just don't know what's for. Yeah, yeah. Someone else reads it and be like, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can you explain it to me, please? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Like, like you know, what I was thinking about it at the time. I was like, Yeah, that, that's. I think that's gonna. Yeah. I think that'll make sense. No. Um, all right, time for our music yep. segment. So, uh, last last time I mentioned uh, my like honorable mentions, or I think I called it the EP of the year, which is uh, by Pop. Yeah. Um, what was that all called again? This place sucks ass. Was that it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was saying that that was like my next choice. So I said to just stick to that plan and um, have them as my album choice. Yeah. So I still don't know which one to choose. Like my favorite, I think, is the last one, Morbid Stuff, that came out uh, 2019. Mm. Must have been 2019 now. Um, but they're one of those ones where like I, I love everything yeah. that they've done. Yeah. And for a new listener, I don't know if that's the place to start or if you just start at the start and work your way through it. I know what you mean. Yeah, do you start with the discount? Have you, lis- I think I've yeah. I think Have you listened to any of Pop? I think I've listened to their first album. Even Animal to properly give them a listen. Actually, I haven't been listening to Wild Out Music recently because I've been listening to just so many podcasts. Mm. <laughs> that kind of happens. I go through maybe like a week or two of like listening to podcasts yeah. and then I listen to music some more and then listen to podcasts more in that kind of way. That's why I uh, started like part of the morning walk would be put on music because it was like if i don't do that then i might not listen to music yeah. all day and, and like it's nice to just have a, a like a time put aside for listening to music mm. i will admit actually what kind of happened to me which was kind of funny was i my phone broke for the past week i had a new mm. phone on friday and so like i had no music or podcast or anything we've got three cds in my car dude ranch by blink 182 <laughs> the miseducation of lauren hill by lauren hill kind of blue no, kind of blue actually isn't in that car. It's at home. And then I've also got uh, the Beach Boys greatest hits. Oh, uh, yeah. And I just started going through. It's like, geez, I haven't listened to the Beach Boys in a while. I was driving around like just pure like fucking barbershop <laughs> singing to myself. Yeah. Very happy. Miss Education, Lauren Hill is such an album. I know, yeah. I just I listened to it a lot recently. So I was like, ah, oh, yeah. I, I need to switch it up. But yeah, um, yeah that is such Fair an enough. album. 
Yeah. Yeah. So is the so are the Beach Boys though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greatest Hits is a great album. Yeah. Actually, dude, speaking of Dude Ranch, I listened to Anime of the State today. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was like in bed, like before I got up, but kind of half awake. And for some reason, Blink popped into my head. So then I woke up and just like, I have, I've got Bluetooth speakers at my head, turned that on, yeah. put on State, and I was like, okay, I'm awake. Yeah. <laughs> that's really good. I'm having trouble getting up up in the morning that's like what i'll do sometimes just put on music and then i'm just like okay i'm fucking it's a good I'm going that's a good idea yes yeah, so you would yeah. definitely get your mind going yeah but um back to pop <laughs> yeah sorry that's that's definitely being edited out anyway <laughs> it's all good it's all music i can stay yeah. um i know you're back to pop <laughs> yeah like from like uh, part of my the reason i love pop is when I hear a band like that, who seem to be like, I don't know, I just remember hearing the first pop album and it was like, oh shit, game's been changed. Mm. The punk scene will never be the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just like, these are like the, this is the new fucking high watermark. This is how everything will be judged against. It just felt like something new and fresh take on something of real original. Yeah. yeah. It was the same thing I said when like the last Jeff Rosenstock album came out I was like oh shit here we go again here's the new fucking <laughs> high watermark now I have to make everything better yeah. but it's not a thing it's like when you hear something like that you're like alright this is the fucking this is the goal yeah. I need to make it as good as this and it's inspiring like, and it's really good to hear especially in like punk music I find can get a bit stale sometimes like I'll always love it but sometimes I'm just like alright yeah you're doing that thing again and then pop just for me just sounded new and like they're really melodic, but also really like frenetic and like on their on morbid stuff. Like it's got some really pretty heavy breakdowns and stuff. And mm. like it's it's funny too. Like because I I think morbid stuff is their best. Maybe it's better to say it's their it's my favorite. I think. Mm. But like I've heard other people when that album came out, they were like, "Oh, it's not as good as their last one," and all. So I don't, maybe I shouldn't recommend that album. Maybe I should just. I think it's just a band recommendation. Yeah, I think so. I was kind of going to say, it's like, I think you're just going to recommend a discography, really. Yeah. <laughs> just listen like, to the first out. song from each album. Whichever one you like the best, listen to that album. <laughs> just go from there. Yeah, just fucking... Yeah, I would just listen to the... I would put on the first album, uh, listen to that. You'll, there's, It's probably a bit more accessible to... I think it's... Like, cause it, there's a progression. I think, like, whenever I listen to it, I'm like, okay, I can hear this is the groundwork, and then this is like the next step, and this is the next step. Yeah, so yeah, this is refining it, refining it. This is how. You, yeah. hmm. So I'd say the first album is probably a wee bit, bit easier to get into too. So I recommend the first album, but fantastic band. Mm-hmm. And and they were they were I, they were ahead of the times. Fucking, they called themselves the pandemic pandemic unemployment payment years ago. <laughs> and here, here we are. <laughs> It's odd coming. Yeah. The pop prophecy. Mm. Um just came up with that, I'm not lying. Pretty pretty proud of that one. No, you didn't. You you said that on the live stream. <laughs> what did you say there now? I, I was pretty drunk on that live stream. So. <laughs> I think you said something slightly different. What did you say there now? I call I called them the pandemic unemployment payment. Yeah. Yeah. Did I say something else? Yeah. That, no, that was what you said on the live stream. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember that. 
Uh, Look at me laughing at my own jokes again, thinking I came up with them, but it probably said the exact same know thing, too. Like, <laughs> you know it's good. Yeah, probably said the exact same thing. I'm really, I'm really proud of that joke. <laughs> you probably did, eh? <laughs> Not even a whiff of deja vu, fucking. <laughs> you know what? That's, that's funny, actually. You just reminded me of something. I happened to like put on an old episode of hers. I think it was just checking to see if it worked or something on my podcast player. And mm. uh, just listening to me and you, and I was like, you know what? It, I'm glad that we recorded this because it, it, it was a, uh, it was our drunk cast. I think. Yeah. It just brought me back. It like took me back to sitting in this room with you, like drinking and chatting, and it was just like, ah, oh, these podcasts are actually a whole other thing. They're like little photographs, snapshots, and time of like. Of us, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. It was like I just got to relive, relive hanging out. Yeah, yeah. it actually, man, they really helped me if I'm feeling lonely because it's like I'm just having a conversation with my best mates again, but like it's yeah, recorded. It's just like, you're just... like, you know, I still I still find it funny how much I laugh at like the jokes we've already said and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Ah, good one, good one, good one. It's like, ah, that was pretty yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah. But I suppose this is comedy, like completely refined for us, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the good thing. It's like we should be making like that. Well, that's just kind of what I treat anyway. It's like I'm just trying to entertain myself at all times. It's like I am, I am my audience. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. My audience is, I suppose, people with like minds to us. So the only way yeah. I know how to do that is be us. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Morrow. Thanks for listening. <laughs> you must get a shout out every episode. Um. Okay, so my Irish. I've actually picked two tracks. It's a little bit, bit weird. It's actually, I think, very fitting for uh for this episode because the first track is actually like a spoken word poem on the album. Mm, yeah. It's these two tracks anyway. The first one's spoken word poem, and the second one's like the uh, the song comes up on afterwards. Off the train came canny ramblers, past pickpockets and thranny gamblers. We've come to blog your masterpieces and from the bog our reach increases. It's the only place with 3G signal, the influencer's stinking vigil, perched on shires and in no way toto, not the warming of Kyoto, not the squirting singing token, this dunny's done and the door is broken. As you sit and shit and refresh Google, outside lies Hals, Vermeer and Bruegel. Or is it Bruegel? I pay no mind, that faffer's like 400 years behind. What's important is analytics, likes and shares and queer statistics. This new tune's fast and a bit more rocky, tweets the turf man of Glen Stocky. Online gaming in Ecuador, plays the durian giant of Jelana Lore. Faso fast fashion's my fixation, exclaimed the hipster at Lampong Station. And I'm digitizing the Eureka Rebellion, posts a fake profile of Charles Trevelyan. While my tinkling bloggers are at the Reich Museum, those wrinkling proggers are touring again. They posted the shows and I liked out of habit. Don't you know they're on line gramps? Everyone's at it. Slabbering till the face is purple. Donnie Boris and Angela Merkel. While sum up Zettel, PayPal and Square is stumping merch monkeys everywhere. This bank app swish said Pinochet. Yeah but they fish your DNA. This convenient wish that's well underway will sicken your pish the following day. As we head back to the station, the snow starts to fall. We apply hesitation because there's black ice and all. It's dark and raw and slippish is likely. But the art that we saw, I'll think on it nightly. Amstel, Riga, Bologna, Trieste. The Wi-Fi at Gaudi's was easily the best. And despite my constant looking for sockets, it's what these places give us. No one can knock it. 
Chelsea boots you with architectural cover and Singapore slings you back with another and Venice blinds you with its emotion while Belfast sinks, sinks into the ocean. Hold the phone, I thought Venice was sinking. Depends where you stand, depends what you're drinking. In this confusing lifetime, nothing's surprising. Is St. Mark's Square sinking or the sea level rising? But I can't get distracted, there's ice on this paving, correcting my balance with lunging and waving. I slip on a cobble and I'm hurtling earthwards. It starts with a wobble and ends up with curse words. Bruises, sprains, stains on the ego, but the thrill of our day trip's an effective placebo. We live for the blogging, the art and the travel, even when we land ours first on the gravel.
So that was Gare followed by Stol- Solastalgia from mm. Catalan's last album, Veritas, came out last year. Those are like, yeah, because I, I was listening to it recently and um, thought it'd be fun to include a little spoken word. Yeah, definitely. But kind of included as like the, the intro to the song. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got that. I quite liked, one second, drop my pen here. Quite like the spoken word, the kind of city signs in the background. Yeah, it's very good. Very, yeah, it was very. I don't know. It adds like a, a layer of I don't know, like atmosphere or something, like a feeling yeah. to it, kind of. And always nice to it's hear. Cool too. We put a spoken Irish word accent. mixed in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's um. He is a brother of Rory from, and so we watch from afar. Oh, is he? Our oh, class. Yeah, used to be in a band, Axis Off. I think are just are on a. Indefinite hiatus. Hmm. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. Met him a couple of times. I always forget his name, but um, is it? Oh, I can't remember. I don't want to say it in case I get it all wrong. <laughs> it's kind of funny how sometimes but, you can remember stuff like that. It's like I know he's Rory from and so I watch him Um, yeah, that was class. So that that album came out last year. Yeah, it was like um, I was updating the Fierce Pit Bosses playlist mm. and i wanted to put on a catalan song and when i looked it up i realized they had an album out <laughs> <laughs> handy was like, sweet yeah yeah it happened me it happened me a couple of times last year i think i said it happened with uh pillow queens as well mm. i remember you saying that yeah yeah seems like you find a lot of new, new music that way just coincidental. <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah it does happen a lot i'll like go to it's like i'll have a listen to this band in a while and i'll look them up when I, there's a new album out mm. that's a really nice feeling yeah, I can't see anything on your camera again, by the way. Oh fuck, my cam, my cam. Did you actually... turn it off and on or something? Uh, I think I just turned it off. You see, because of the. Uh, you're back. I'm back. Sorry. Um. Yeah. We got the kind of suited <laughs> what we've been talking about this episode too. Yeah, it's pretty 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 fitting. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. Now. Uh, I'm thinking of anything's then. Yeah. Now, here comes the so confusing again, we're portion into... of the. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting into spoilers for I'm thinking of ending things. So if you haven't seen it, then come back later or something. Go watch it and then ring into us. And don't forget to ring in with suggestions for home events mm-hmm. and. Um, mm. I think. Recommend the podcast to someone that you think would like it. Yeah. Um, be wise sound to be. Yeah, please do our job for us. <laughs> we need you. No, but the home events want to be good because I think it'd be really interesting because if you did get a lot of people to do that because you'd be surprised with like the creative stuff that people, you know what I mean? You'd be surprised. There's a lot of people that would do, you know, there's a lot of things that we would not think of because we maybe don't do certain things. Hmm. You know, it'd be interesting to find out. Anyway. Back to the movie. What the, All right. What, what the fuck going on in this movie? <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to be like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Like, I, I don't know when I... Oh, I just remembered one of the things that I laughed really hard at. <laughs> Whenever the janitor's watching the movie. <laughs> and it's like really cheesy. Yeah. And then it comes up at the end. It's like directed by, like by Robert Zemeckis. Zemeckis. <laughs> 
That's right. I actually wrote that down, yeah, because I, I really laughed at that too, yeah. I both started laughing at that. I was like, this, this weird, unnecessary dig, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I was like, he is bound to know Robert Zemeckis, like, personally. <laughs> <laughs> like i wonder is like i wonder if this is like a joke like a private joke almost now between them or is it like just a dig like you say you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> um i wrote that down because i did find that very funny i love yeah. that whole even the whole thing i love this girl yeah everyone clapping and everything yeah. it was like they did it he did the handling cheesiness so well like yeah uh, but uh yeah like and the reason I thought of that, because I was trying to remember, there's there's all these little, little like, deliberate um, inconsistencies. So she, I remember, right, at that point, she starts telling a story, and then it cuts away to him, the, a janitor watching a movie, mm. and we don't know what's going on with this janitor. He's just, like, there now and again. Yeah. And then when it, she's finished and the story cuts back, and she's wearing different clothes, or she's, she's not wearing her cardigan or something. Yeah. I was like, and I kept doing that, and I kept like making the parents like older or younger, and yeah, there's just all these strange little things that like something feels off the whole time, and you don't know what's going on, and yeah, like it, it even kind of feels off at this at the start because at the start, at the very start, she like looks up into like an apartment or something, and it looks like there's an old man looking down at her, and then it shows that scene again, and it's the same thing, but it's a young man. Or it might yeah. be like old or young, and you're kind of like, "Ooh, what the hell's that?" But then they're driving away, and then it's just kind of yeah. it keeps doing stuff like that, and you're like, "I don't know." Yeah, the stuff Even with the, like the, the very start, it's like she says, "I'm thinking of ending things," and then he thinks that he heard it, and mm. yeah, the way he keeps yeah, there's like, all these weird um, shifts and, and cutting out of the narration and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. It was. Confusing. I do what Cena actually really loved. You know the thoughts in her head, and she keeps walking down the stairs, and it's just a still camera, and she just keeps going down the stairs, like mm. it's taking her forever to get down the stairs. And then that's yeah. whenever it gets kind of inconsistent because never gets down there. She says that she's studying physics and she has a paper due tomorrow or something, and then she says yeah. she has to go to work and she has a shift, and it's, and then she's like, she's a, a story- physicist and she's a storyteller. Yeah, and she's a painter. Or, yeah, and then but then it's like. She gets to the bottom of the stairs and she says that she, he was, they, something like she met because she was the waitress and then he ordered like the Santa Fe burger, which was. And that's what happened in the movie. In the movie, which is like pure confusing. I was like, yeah. Okay. Where's this going? (laughs) But I thought it was really good. It was because it really kind of piqued my interest. I was like, is this going to be like, I don't don't know. It was very good. It was. Confused as fuck though for a lot of it. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like and, I had something uh, else to say there, but I kind of lost my point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's there's still things that I um probably I'm missing out on, but I think I, like for the most part I I I got it. I will say I don't think I did. Like or the, I don't know yet. There, <laughs> like there were times where I seen something and I knew it was significant, but it took me a little while to work out why. Mm. Like there's a part. Where she looks out the window and the snow is only falling on the car. Yeah. Which is because, in my interpretation, this is all from the janitor inside his car 
it's from his point of view and to him that's what's going on the snow's falling on his car yeah and that's just what he's like yeah that's just like his whole world at that time yeah and so i think i think even the title of the movie is a hint hmm. so when she says i'm thinking of ending things that's actually him saying i'm thinking of ending things which is why there's that uh little it's like he thinks he said he's not sure if he heard it or not so i think that old man the janitor decides to willingly just die because he's gonna have to live for and he's thinking of this relationship that didn't actually happen that's why he doesn't know anything about her um this the story she reads or the story she tells in the car she finds then in his um room yeah because it's just a projection of something that he knew and the paintings too that happened so i forgot about the paintings but you reminded me that like she says she's a painter but then goes into the basement and all the paintings are his there. mom is like is, does his mom say it's like oh i used to paint so again these are like things oh yeah that's right that he would have liked her to be interested in i suppose if he actually had the if he like the relationship or if happened or if yeah like i was chatting to kieran about it and he like kind of he said this to me he said something about it and at the time i was like i don't know if that's right but because i knew there were certain things like i had in my head that i knew were significant or whatever and then this is all kind of so it's kind of something a suggestion he made and then it all kind of clicked with me Mm. afterwards but yeah so like I think like the story of that meeting is like where they would have met, it, but it, it didn't happen. So I think the old man, and like that's what happens in the dance. It's yeah, like they they're going to be together, and then like the janitor kills him, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he kills him. Yeah, in a fight. So it's like that was the promise of his life, and then like he didn't go that path. So he essentially killed that person, that younger him. Yeah. And I, yeah, there's like the weird stuff where like the adverts playing. Maybe that was on the radio. No, the like the the ice cream place. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and the theme song. Yeah, but I think it's partial. I think a lot of it too is just like, because I thought maybe it was all just his like brain firing as he's dying. Hmm. But maybe it's a bit of both. Maybe it's like him. Maybe he decided to kill himself because he thought of like how shit his life is. Or maybe he'd killed himself first and then as he's dying, all he's like, the, the life he could have lived. Instead of his actual life flashing before his eyes, the life he could have lived flashed before his eyes. Yeah, his, his not necessarily ideal, but an idea of what he wanted his life to be. Yeah. And her saying the, the line from the movie, it's like, that's how we met in the cafe. I think that points to it all being, all being a fantasy. Because mm. she can't tell. She she agrees. It's like, oh, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, because she doesn't really know herself. Because she's like, oh, yeah, I suppose. I get what you mean. But then I suppose, then because then you could take it, I suppose, with, like, the projections and with, like, the her walking upstairs and with, like, the people getting older and, like, the, you know, become, his parents becoming more frail and stuff. You could take it that if he's his... Jesse yeah, that's... character is a surrogate for him. That's like him reliving bad times of his life, and that's possibly why he uh, didn't get to go that path, if you know what I mean. Well, I think like the reason it's 
like it's jumping into different times is because it never happened as well. It's like it it didn't happen, so there's no time frame for when it happened. Yeah. You know, like he never brought her home, so he doesn't know what age his parents were. Yeah, so he never knows what age. Oh, now I get you. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I need to watch this again. <laughs> oh, I'll definitely be watching it again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like this all like kind of clicked into my head like over 24 hours after watching it. Mm. But like I said, it was like I went to lie down in bed the following night and then I started thinking about it again. I was like, oh. Well, it, ha- well, it hasn't been 24 hours for me yet. So that's why it hasn't clicked. <laughs> Has it not? No, I only started watching it at 11 last night. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fuck, I thought you watched it, like, ages ago. <laughs> no, no, I only watched it last night. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I've been meaning to watch it for ages. It was one of those things, and I was like, ah, well, fucking, you said it, so I'm going to actually finally uh, watch it this time. Or, like, you know, you know, because you were like, watch it, and I was like, oh, well, sweet. I was planning to watch it, but I wanted to watch it sooner. Well, yeah, well, that's actually probably good, because I'm getting... I'm I'm like the it's sat with me for a while and you're getting it fresh so yeah. you probably remember more things about it too. Yeah, just kind of like I don't know because I was like I was just kind of wondering because I didn't really expect the ending at all. Um, yeah, but I also like cause yeah, I, like the whole the whole like thing in the auditorium and all like that was so weird and yeah, where everyone's uh, like artificially aged up and stuff like really yeah, obviously but, and but really obviously that's I did kind of like that but I just found and plus also like you know you can see it and his dad's in the middle and his mom's somewhere else and she's somewhere you know what I mean like they're not even all beside each other yeah it's just it's very like it was very good it's very interesting but like didn't see that coming at all yeah <laughs> yeah no like I really I really like what like Charlie Kaufman did. Mm. Like it's very surreal, but like even when, even though I didn't feel like I understood anything, I felt like I felt like I did. Mm. If that makes sense, like I felt like I got it. But yeah, I don't see. I don't think I fully got it yet, but I still really enjoyed it. But it's kind of one of those things. At least it's a it's a movie that you're like thinking about. Yeah, that's 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 what that's what I mean. Like I like I didn't intellectually understand it but i think maybe i emotionally yeah. did <laughs> yeah, yeah i get what you mean that makes sense if yeah. that makes sense like you know what i mean like i came away being like i enjoyed that but i was still like what, yeah, well, what happened <laughs> what what did i enjoy <laughs> and i think that's like a yeah uh um what's the word i'm trying to say um well done yeah. him. <laughs> well that's kind of that's kind of a theme of his movies isn't it between being yeah. john malkovich uh adaptation and this like every one of them you're like yeah what but love all of them i do because i actually never realized that i never realized that how much i actually love his movies <laughs> yeah he's great <laughs> like, I... fucking really like he's like one of my favorites and i never have you seen anam anamalisa no that's one i should be mean watch that's his is that the i think that's is that animated ish or am i thinking something else yeah it's like yeah, stop, that's motion. stop motion yeah. i think that might be the first one he actually directed mm. Or did he direct Synecdoche? Oh, uh, Syndic Coach? How do, you, how, do you, how do you pronounce that? Something. Synecdoche. Is it Synecdoche, New York? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird fucking word. What? Yeah, word? I thought you were going to say film. I was like, what a surprise. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a weird yeah. word, dude. But yeah, I'm just... Uh, yeah, it looks like it should be Synecdoche yeah. or something. <laughs> Did he direct the neck I know he wrote it. I don't know if he directed it. Yeah. 
Okay, director Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, so that must be the first one he directed. Yeah. And uh, Anna Annalisa, and I'm thinking of N and things. I think those are the only ones he directed. The rest of like Eternal Sunshine and everything, he was the uh, the writer. Oh yeah, that's right. I think I think this is probably the. I, I'm reluctant to say it's the best because Synecdoche is a weird, fucked up masterpiece in its own right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I kind of want to say that this is his, maybe not his best movie, but I think that they're his best as a director, if that makes sense. I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. He's done, he's done a lot of work. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But as a director, but he hasn't really, because I suppose he's only been, he hasn't been directing for that long then, hasn't he? No, it's only been for nah. 15 years at most, probably. Whatever Cindy, yeah, two thousand eight. Because yeah, because he was a screenwriter for years, like so. Yeah. Mm. Yes, next he was twenty two thousand eight. So twelve years. And then he went. I have a feeling like he'd be the type of person to be like, nobody's making my movies right, so I'm just gonna go do it myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like this one, I'd say he had to be director on. Yeah, I would find it. I'd love to take a look at that screenplay. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if things are clearer in the book. Yeah. I wonder if the dance routine's in the book. (laughs) I was was actually also kind of wondering, like, about the play Oklahoma. And I was like, I wonder if there's some kind of weird, tenuous, like, connection to, like, the story. Because I don't know the story of Oklahoma. I was like... Yeah, I don't know either. Is it a weird, like riff on that in a way if you know what i mean or is it just because you know he said it because but i feel like he could he could have said it anywhere so why he said it in oklahoma and why is that you know what i mean mm. because i feel like as the director mm. and the writer that he is that there would be some reason why he would pick that play do you know what i mean i don't think he would just pick you know I would yeah i'm sure like, it's all deliberate yeah 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 exactly that's what i mean it's all deliberate you'd imagine but then maybe maybe that's the red herring he'll just be like yeah i'll just tell everybody it's deliberate Mm. Don't believe me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Interesting movie. Very interesting movie. And yeah, I'll definitely watch it again. I just love the way one of the first things is Charlie Kaufman's guide to I'm thinking of ending things. I feel like (laughs) you need a guide to his movies. Yeah, there's a weird thing at the start too where like uh, she's she starts talking with her in the car and then the camera goes to outside the car and you can't hear what she's saying. Oh, yeah. I thought it was an audio problem first <laughs> with my... I was like, is this working? But then you can hear, like, the the wipers or something. You can hear, like, other ambient noise. Yeah. But so, like, yeah, so yeah. you know it's deliberate, kind of? Yeah. So it's like her being like, this is all... <laughs> spoiler whole movie, what? just like this. Spoiler whole movie, just her <laughs> yeah, being like, exp- oh, "This is all a dream." <laughs> Fancy. It's I a- wonder if that. I wonder if that's what it is. I wonder does she give away the whole like theme of the movie? Yeah, in like whatever. I mean, she just took it out. Yeah. Oh, hmm. that's right. Do you know what kind of made me laugh was uh, the bit where uh, Jake just says all like the platitudes. I think they're called in a row. And he just keeps going and going and going like every time oh, yeah. there's a silver lining. Oh, okay. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's like, the, it's like this weird like imitation of a deep conversation. Like, Yeah, that's what I got. He thought he was doing it really well. And I was like, Jesus, this is 
good, very well done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to forgetting this movie and watching it again. Yeah, and then being like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> yeah, that was another thing. Like, I, I, I don't remember the last time I had a movie experience like that. Like, the last thing I can think of was, like, Fight Club, where it, like, stuck with me for so long, where I was still, like, working things out in my head after, and it was just like, oh, yeah, so that meant that was happening. And, uh, yeah. And know. Uh, I, uh... Which I really liked. See, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that with Fight Club because I guessed the answer. I guessed the twist in Fight Club the first time I watched it after like fifteen minutes. There's a twist in Fight Club. And <laughs> spoiler alert! <laughs> I just I, said like I took a day to work it out, but I didn't even know there was a, a twist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, it really stuck with me. And it's like wait, there was a twist too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh god, I gotta go back and freaking review a whole lot of things. <laughs> I just remember always being kind of proud of that because it was funny. Mm. Just sitting in a room with people and I was like, I bet you this is all going to be in his head and he's schizophrenic. <laughs> no, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. I was right. And what else? Back to thinking of ending things. I... No, I can't think of anything else. I'm sure something will come to me. I did write down some stuff. Oh yeah, another thing, just kind of as a funny note, of like you know he took a dig at Robert Zemeckis. I was like, I wonder if he doesn't like Billy Crystal as well, because it's just that one line: "Billy Crystal is a Nancy." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> 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 it's like it's either he's friends with them, he's like, making fun of them just for the crack, or he's just taking a dig at people because he feels like it, you know. I don't know. I just thought that was something that made me yeah. laugh a lot too. Just even yeah, there's some just great. There's some great. Wee- Weird comic moments, like, yeah. Well, um, Thomas, I'm thinking of ending things. What are we doing here? Let's forget our existential dread and grab another beer and just live day to day like we've been doing it for years. After all, it's neither there nor here. We can worry about the future, but most of it won't even include us. We may as well enjoy the shit show while we try to leave it better for everyone else. What are we? Each other in a world that's this insane